I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources. This is Taylor Morgan, joined by Leah Murray, filling in today for Boyd Matheson. And Leah, as you can hear in my voice, I, my voice is Yeah, the still, energy level went boop. It, well, I'm excited, but my <laughs> voice is not 100% quite yet because I lost it, of course, cheering on the Utes on Friday night in the Pac-12 championship game. And if you've been living under a rock, Utah dominated the second half and beat an upset USC 47-24, to and the Utes are headed to the Rose Bowl to play Penn State for the very first time. Right. and The mo- first time they've ever seen each other. That's right. Right, the yes. two teams, right. Yes, Which not, is not the first time they've gone back to the Rose back Bowl. To right. Back to back. Back to back. Pac-12 champions and back-to-back Rose Bowl appearances. And listeners, you've heard his voice already, Ooh. but one of my heroes – Okay, this man. This is the most adorable like moment. I'm trying not to fanboy too much, Leah. <laughs> go ahead, stop you can embarrass- do it. Just stop go embarrassing for it. me, Leah. Look, I'm almost 55. Fanboy. Listen, <laughs> okay, I, I need this. Go, just- Sir, I grew up as a Utah fan in the 80s and 90s. We had very few bright spots and very few days of glory during those decades. And you represented Scott Mitchell represented three of the best years. Utah football had in the 80s. Wow. And so I'm so excited to have you here in studio. You also co-host the podcast KSL Unrivaled. Yes. And, uh, I mean, what do I say? What do you want to talk about, Scott? The floor is yours. You're well, um, it, it, it's an improbable win for Utah. I mean, there were so many things that had to happen. And, and I think everyone would have said this was a disappointing year. Utah went into the season – ranked in the top, uh, I think they were seven at the beginning of the year, and everyone thought this is a team that could go play in the college football playoffs. They lost to Florida, and then later they lost to UCLA, and then late they lost to Oregon. I remember sitting in the broadcasting booth after the Oregon game, and someone sent us a message and said there's still a path for Utah to get to the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. You know, like there's still a chance, right? And, so and, you're and saying all, there's a chance. Right. And there and there were all these, you know, everything had to, to happen and it and it did. And it was really kind of fun to watch because it was the last week of the season and you just had um you know, UCLA had to win, uh Oregon State had to win, Washington and they all did. And then and then of course Utah. And then to play USC, because everyone hates USC. Let's let's be honest. No one likes them. They're leaving the conference. Clearly. They're yep. the snob of the conference. They're right. you know, and so uh, unless you go to USC and you're part of it, uh, everyone hates you. And that that was cool because I think the whole conference was cheering for Utah. So you're this big underdog. You've had this disappointing year, and then boom, yeah. you go in, and it's not that you squeak out a win. It's like you you really put it put it on them. And that was it just so fun close. to kind of see yeah. it happen. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985. A woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. So I gotta say, I was not expecting it, because I like how you just said that. I kind of track... I love college football. I'm sorry, the U is not my team, right? Like I watch That's okay. Syracuse and they're desperately I've trying every year. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> um, but so I kind of stopped paying attention because of the losses. Right, exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I was like, oh, they're, you know, they're probably going to get, you know, like Syracuse is going to the pinstripe bowl. There'll be some right. silly bowl they get to yeah. go to. But the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah. Like I, so how were they able to, like, do that, right? How are they able well, to beat USC? Well, part part of it is, and that's what's happened here at the university. You built you built a culture one, but you've also built depth, and and you're going to have attrition throughout the year. You're going to have people get injured. You're going to have people uh, get hurt. So you you need to have you need to have that depth in order uh, to make it through a season and still be competitive. And uh, the the losses Utah had were some of their players were out, and it, and they were able to kind of ride the you know the the tough time in in the season like that but this rose bowl is really special because yeah. it's probably the last rose bowl as the the rose bowl has been for for 109 years right it'll be the last time that the pac 12 and the big 10 play each other it'll be part of an expanded college football playoff so uh I'm just telling you, been to a Rose Bowl and it is special. It, yeah. There's just something about it. They just do it the right way. It has some meaning. It it was just an awesome experience to be a part of a year ago. So to go back again two years in a row, which is crazy, right. but to also go back to probably the last Rose Bowl as it's known is is even more special. Yeah, no doubt about it. In Utah football, has never faced Penn State before. No. This is the first meeting ever between these two programs. When you look at Penn State, how do you think the Utes match up? What do you think will happen? Well, um, they're very similar, right? So it's a defensive-minded program with a good running game. And so I think they both understand how to, you know, this is this is a game built right up the Utes alley. Mm. And and I think I think the mindset is it's not just to get there this time. I think I think everyone was happy about it before, but this time it's like we got to win this. Yeah. And right. you have an opponent in Penn State that you I think Utah can actually beat. Now, quick, quickly, do you think Penn State will travel well? It's been a bit for them. Uh, going to the Rose Bowl, obviously, you talked about the dynamics with conference realignment, with USC and UCLA leaving to join the Big Ten. Do you think that Penn State will travel well, or are we going to see no, another no, sea yeah. of red in Pasadena? No, uh, you'll see as many Utah fans as they'll let in, oh, and they may that. not <laughs> let as many in as they did a year ago. But but Penn State they they have the whiteout game one of the best traditions in college football they've got yeah. a great fan base you know across the country this is a Rose Bowl this is a historic Rose Bowl first time these two you're going to see two fan bases energized and this will be an electric game right I'm like reading on Sports Illustrated's website and this is the 100th anniversary of Penn State's first Rose Bowl oh. so a little bit there's kind of yes. some history yeah. right with this, that yeah there, there's a lot into this game it'll be a great game yeah, yeah. I can't wait my my Crimson Club uh, 
allotment goes on sale tomorrow morning. Ah. And I cannot wait. I'm just going to hit refresh nonstop. Last year, I bought extra tickets on Ohio State's website, and I think oh. they got in some trouble for that, if I recall. Oh. But that what you're saying is Utah fans need to get tickets quickly because Penn State fans are going to show up. I really believe that. Yeah, you're going to want to get your tickets early, and and, and there it's a big place. I mean, there I think there'll be plenty plenty of room there, but. I would expect people from Utah. It was it was so awesome last year. There's like seventy thousand Utah fans, and it was amazing to hear all that noise in that stadium for for Utah. That was really cool, and you'll hear that again this year. But it'll it'll be a little bit more limited. So tell me, what does Utah need to do to win? Like specifically? Well, they so Penn State's a rushing team. They have yeah. two running backs that are really good, but that's kind of what Utah does well. They really can stop the run. And then um, just you know get some guys healthy. Cam Rising mm, needs to yeah. get healthy. Dalton but that's right, right. And yeah. if they do that, um, they've they've got some some young weapons that have kind of emerged with some of the injuries uh, that that have the ability to make big plays. And so, uh, utilize your run game, uh, get get aggressive, and and uh, use use your running game play action. And Utah can. I mean, Utah scored a lot of points this year. Absolutely. So, so tell me real still, quick. Still do that. I'm watching the Rose Bowl because I will. I always have college football on. What am I like? If I see something early, oh no, I'm worried. If I see something early, I'm like, oh, we got this. What am I watching for? Well, the problem is Utah is is late to the party in every game. Like okay. this year, they've notoriously been a slow starting team okay. on both offense and defense. So if you if you see Utah um, not playing well early, don't panic because okay. uh, they've been one of the best teams in the second, third, and fourth quarter. I mean, they probably the, as far as scoring and how they handle defense. Yeah. Uh, but if you do see Utah get out early. Expect it to be a blowout. A blowout. All right. Well, Scott Mitchell, thank you so much for joining Inside Sources here on KSL, co-host of the KSL podcast, KSL Unrivaled, former U of U and NFL quarterback, my personal hero, and go Utes. Thank you, Scott. Go Utes. Thank you. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.